This podcast is brought to you by The Pod Tower, hosted by the Watchtower database. Visit youtube.com slash thepodtower for informative, hilarious DC animation-themed podcasts and live streams every week. And check out the Watchtower database for DCAU video essays, timelines, fan theories, and more. And please, enjoy the show. Pokemon! Pokemon! Got it's catch you them and me! All. You know I will catch, catch them, them all! Pokemon. Pokemon! Oh, I poke them all! I poke the poke them all! <laughs> I used to like that song. <laughs> it's kind of hard Until to today. sing that yeah. out of key. <laughs> I know it's. Oh, no, that's the right note. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I, it's this sounds really like braggy, but I don't mean it to. It's hard for me to sing out of tune in any way. Like yeah. when we're, I, I'm so like, you're a robot. I'm so, I'm so a robot. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. I robot. That movie was about me. I'm Will Smith. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Jump on the bat wagon. I'm James. I'm here to show my friend Brian the entire DC animated universe from start to finish for the very first time. In the controversial air date order, I'm just—he's going to interrupt me at some point. So he, we may—he uh, may view these shows the way human beings experience them in the far gone days of the 1990s. We recommend, okay, yeah, we recommend you watch today's DCAU episode before listening to this podcast to get the full experience out of our discussion. Okay, at the time of this recording, <laughs> Batman the Animated Series is streaming on HBO and Max. I'm <laughs> And available on DVD and Blu-ray. Please, if you send in mail or leave a comment, do not spoil anything past this episode for Brian. We want him yeah, to be Yeah, that would be stupid duty poop. Nice head. little cherub boy. Virgin, <laughs> DCAU virgin. You know, we Me? talked about that being the name of the podcast way back when. Did we? <laughs> we were trying to come up with names for it That's on a like wonderful the first name. session. And we were like, something with virgin. I think that would do well. <laughs> for the algorithm. <laughs> I robots will pick up on virgin. We have one video on the channel called like, is Batman a virgin? And it's just a segment from a, a really old podcast episode of ours where we're talking about like Batman's various love interests over all the series and whether or not we ever actually see him like in a situation where you would think he, they just slept together. And the closest was Andrea Beaumont, I think from mask mm-hmm. of the phantasm being like, yeah, the scene cuts away and then she's in one of his like dress shirts. And I think that that's indicative, but the thumbnail is just the 40 year old virgin poster, but Batman's face over uh, Steve Carell <laughs> and the algorithm really did not like that video. It, it, I think, I, I think we got a copyright claim even on it. <laughs> it was like, oh, you really? will not see anything from this. <laughs> Fuck this video. <laughs> Unlike Batman who may not have been fucked. Uh, but we are watching baby doll today (laughs) it's a great transition right Uh, i'm so excited to be right about all of my predictions yeah we talked about this this was coming up with dan reba who also directed this episode baby doll saturday october 1st 1994 was was this originally aired skipped a week 10 a.m on fox kids because this is for kids again kids non-adults kids fox kids it's for kids was their slogan that's the whole slogan 
at gmail.com. Fox, <laughs> Fox Kids, it's for kids. Don't show your adult friend, Brian. Don't uh, make a video called, is Batman a virgin? At gmail.com. Uh, this is produced number 76 and aired number 74. This was produced right after Bane and right before the final aired episode. But not the final produced episode. See what I'm... Wait, numbers. Aired before, aired before... Oh, so the, the, the episode produced after this is going to be the last episode. The last aired episode of Batman the Animated Series, yeah. That's... But we have... Sad. We're coming up on We have it. 11 more after this one. Uh, written by Paul Dini, directed by Dan Reba, music by Shirley Walker, and animation by Studio Junio, which is... Interesting uh, that we're like making a callback to them now. Yeah. I, I this The Dong Ying landslide there for a while, and then now we got underdwell, <laughs> Underdwellers people again for some reason. Yeah. I don't remember this looking bad, though, so I think, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, you want to go watch the episode? This is what we do, and then we talk about it after we do that? Yep. Yep. Pokemon! Gotta watch baby doll. Gotta watch baby doll. Pokemon! Pokemon! This is the Pokemon podcast where we watch Pokemon. Okay, let's watch Pokemon. All right, sick. Missy Miriam's a treasure. I couldn't get through the day without hers. Naughty, naughty daddies. Mossy yelling your baby like that. You're not my daughter, and we're not a family. We're actors, remember? You canceled our show because you whined you weren't getting enough attention. But I knows now I made a boo-boo. <laughs> it was harmful me out there. I studied and trained and auditioned, but no one wanted me. Over the years, I remembered how happy I was with all of you around me and the folks at home watching me each week. Me. Baby doll. <laughs> now I'm baby for good and everyone will love me again. Hugs, hugs. Remember that time Poison Ivy nearly smothered us in those vines with the really sharp thorns? Yes. This is worse. Pokemon! Pokemon. I still don't know the words! words. This you is know why... I don't know the words! This is why people what? don't listen to this. <laughs> this is why people don't... But you know what people do listen to slash watch? What? The watch... Tower, Tower database who just passed a hundred thousand subscribers. Press that clap button. Yeah, I did it while you were shouting. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, we're back. We watched the episode. Can I bring up a very relevant and important thing? Absolutely not. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, I was at a, a a restaurant of questionable quality the other day. <laughs> And uh, they had Sierra Mist on their like you mean the, soda dispenser. The discontinued brand Sierra Mist. <laughs> yeah, so now I think I'm gonna like. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Sierra Mist and I'm gonna like 
bottle it and I'm going to sell it for a hundred bucks a bottle. <laughs> Anybody out there wants a hundred Discontinued soda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you won't find it anywhere else. Literally. Yeah. No, that'd be good. That's a good idea. You should do that. Everyone listening, but go buy some serum mist from Brian. He, he really needs help. <laughs> He's really going down the hole, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to sell bootleg soda. <laughs> you want to see it? You open a trench coat in an alleyway. You have little, little like hand drawn logos on the bottles. <laughs> it's the real shit. I think mine says Sierra Micey. No, that was just a typo. <laughs> he was typing on the keyboard with his hand sharpie. Anyway. Oh. What, what typing uh, on the keyboard? With this? Yeah, press the button. <laughs> Thanks, Cooney. Thanks for saving us. Just watch. Take a listen to the short summary, which is sometimes kind of long. Oh, I can't quite go that deep. Cooney is the the big uh, shepherd's whatever hook that comes out from behind the (laughs) Oh, get him out of there. (laughs) Stop what you're doing. (laughs) Okay, Brian, what happened in Baby Doll? Okay, you press the button. I'm going to have to say the thing. Uh, so, uh, let's see if I can snap this for you. Just like, just like a bit, you know, I'm just going to get into it. I'm in Gotham City, Gotham City, New York. In the Gotham, Gotham, 10 million having people, 100 people at the Carnival, New York. Why don't you actually have that accent? Do New Hampshire's not actually talk like that? Uh, New Hampshire's got kind of this, like, it's it's a little bit more like New York, but it's a bit more like, it gets it gets pointy, you know? If you You're listen to Adam Affleck. Sandler, Wicked Close, oh, okay, you, you kind of get it. Um, you say Wicked things close. like, like pissa and guy all the time. Isn't but that right, guy? you don't guy? do that. Uh, no, it's true. So my parents actually came from Massachusetts, and my mom has a Boston accent, uh, oh at least a God. little bit. It's rounded off in the, all the years she spent in New Hampshire. But, uh, oh, if you want a real, like, hardcore New Hampshire-sounding accent, go to YouTube and type in <laughs> Hillbilly Weatherman. Go type in it's, New Hampshire accent. <laughs> yeah, it's something. Uh, so my mom had, like, the Boston accent, and it kind of rounded off, but I definitely grew up, like, being like, hey, kids, get in the car. We're going to go get some pizza. Pizza? Yeah, she... <laughs> Pizza. Yeah, you I think we've talked pizza. about this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what happened in Baby Doll? You piece of shit. <laughs> Pete's piece of shit. But that's the one. Uh, no, it would be the New England of like. Pieces. I, I, I don't. Guess he, <sighs> so anyway, you should tell uh, it like Baby Doll talks. Do the whole thing like this. <laughs> That's no. apparently my baby doll impression. No, we're not going to do it. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon! <laughs> um, okay, so... Wow, this is not an easy one to explore. Well... <laughs> it's pretty if basic, I was, I don't know. If, if it was... It's like hard to do the like Sinyop. The actual Sinyop would be like... Uh, uh, a child actor who's not a child comes back from uh, her show being canceled mm-hmm. and has a mental breakdown and brings the, the her co-stars back on, you know, kidnaps her co-stars and is going to, I don't know, get things started. <laughs> okay. The end. Uh-huh. That's it? That's all you're going for? I mean, that's the like that's like a more proper one. I would say like <laughs> if it know. was me on this podcast right now, <laughs> you might say it like this. <laughs> I might say uh 
uh, the show opens up and there's a fucking creepy girl who's really good at fake crying and she like makes a dude have a bad time with stuff. And then Batman and Robin are like, this oh, is more all, like all these this is people what I was looking for. <laughs> all these people keep going kapoof. Well, uh, <laughs> Batman, Robin, we gotta, we gotta go do this. So I think that's Bullock talking or whatever. And then what did he like, say? Oh, it's me, you shit. dope or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that's my favorite part. Like actually, two sentences he said. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the the people are disappearing. We gotta, we gotta go figure out who the why. Oh, it's the baby doll. Let's go punch this old lady in a baby's face. <laughs> I'm going to leave that there. Let's uh, punch and, this and, old lady in a baby's face. <laughs> I think that's the subtitle already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then they went and everybody was, was all uh, wrapped up in ropes and Robin was a fat kid and he picked out the dynamite with his teeth and threw it behind him and, and then Batman chased the I baby I like Robin was a fat kid <laughs> and then Batman chased the baby to a carnival and he didn't kick her in the face even when he had the perfect opportunity to the end you were, it was such a like emotional last 30 seconds and you, I could like I was kind of looking over at your face like Oh, is he get? Oh, yeah. I think he, I think he is kind of getting into it. And then you just kick her in the face, Batman! <laughs> like as he's standing there consoling her, like God damn it! <laughs> is he gonna she kick was, her in the face? She was such a little piece of shit. I just wish he kicked her in the face. <laughs> I'll read you the official synopsis. Okay, it's very short, like okay. a baby doll. A former child star, now grown bitter and insane, kidnaps her TV family and holds them prisoner on an abandoned soundstage. While Robin is a fat kid, while Robin works fast to free the actors from Baby Doll's explosive death trap, Batman pursues the tiny fiend through a deadly carnival funhouse. The end. Okay, great. So, what was the plan? Was she, like, gonna, like... Well, it says here it was an explosive death trap. Yeah, but, but I don't think. I mean, I guess it was good. Like you said, and if if Robin Fat Kid hadn't teeth thrown the dynamite, yeah, they would have killed Baby Doll. Also. Yeah, she was right there. She yeah. was arguably the closest person to that stick of dynamite. Yeah, how well, is that was a plan? plan? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was the plan. They, I, I was kind of hoping they touched on that. Honestly, like I was hoping they would be like. Oh, like that was what I was planning to do is because like, why even bother with life anymore? I'm not going to, my, my show is gone or whatever. Which like, if that was her motivation, then this show should have been played a lot more yeah. darker and she yeah. probably should have been like sitting by the cake and like crying or something. I was trying to think of, I was Maybe it's for kids. Yeah. I was thinking of how Paul Dini just made up this character for this episode, much like he just made up Harley Quinn for whatever the first part of the Joker's favor or something. Uh, but he's got a thing for blondes with pigtails. I was I was gonna say he's got a thing for like infantilized blondes. Apparently, okay. So <laughs> Paul, we've got your number. Yeah. We know your kinks. We know you listen to this podcast. We know you listen to this. The the there was someone I think I mentioned this. I I was it was off the air last time when we were closing out with Dan, but someone had commented on a on a video. Uh, I think it was it might I can't remember which video it was Baby Doll was in the video that we did, and they were talking about how like oh Baby Doll wouldn't work today. Baby Doll would be canceled if if she if she if that episode came out today, and 
I was like, what? Huh? And it was all about because like, I guess, so <laughs> I'm going to sound really, really, uh, old man naive or whatever but in in cool. anime there's something called a lolly which is a uh really really old like oh i'm an ancient sorcerer or something but i'm in the body of like a 12 year old girl and so you cannot you can and cannot sexualize this character because they are not a child but they are seen as a child so like that's what they were getting out of it was that baby doll wouldn't would be canceled wouldn't work today and I'm like the the character is not sexualized in any way in this episode the majority the most that you get is you can see her fucking underwear the entire episode which was really uncomfortable to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think that was like a nod to the like early uh, like yeah you know animation like warner brothers stuff yeah. when it's like diaper ish i think yeah was I, the, I, I but was then think, if she's like, like the cigar baby in uh yeah, and who framed Roger who framed Rabbit? Roger yeah. Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not trying to like dive too deep into that. I just mean it was a little bit weird that uh, he also can't apparently come up with a secret identity for this character that isn't the part of their name already. <laughs> Harleen <laughs> Quinzel and Mary Doll. Like, why can yeah. you try a little bit harder, Paul? I, don't know. I mean, I think there's some camp to that, like an sure, intentional. Sure. Um, you know, I can't think of a, of a of a good example otherwise. Right? Oh, like maybe um, Riddler. Uh, mm-hmm. Holy shit! Enigma. Yeah. 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 I, I yeah. I'm not trying to. I I am picking the only things I can think about to be negative about <laughs> really quick and getting them over with. I guess I like this episode. I think it, I think it's it's a good one. Uh, like I don't I don't ever think of it as like a, oh yep the the clunkers of BTS includes baby doll like that doesn't come to mind but i don't know how you felt hmm. about it as you were you you kept going back and forth i think between like okay this could be really interesting and uh what is happening <laughs> this, this is a weird choice or whatever that's I, I you know and that's i think that pretty much like accurately describes how i felt um i don't know like it it, it was unique for mm-hmm. sure but I also felt like I felt like I was left kind of wanting for more. Yeah, it kind of. I was just seeing something about. I think it was in the book. Uh, there's a production art book on on the show that I think I was just seeing this in. Was there's like one final, not like scene, but just shot of that got cut for time or something of instead of it just ending with Batman just like standing there looking down at her and the camera panning back, it was like him leading her out of the hall of mirrors or whatever and and then she says the i didn't mean to like it's just one one more extra little like batman's helping her along kind of a shot that yeah. felt like maybe it was would have been a little bit made more sense of an ending it kind of feels a little bit abrupt but it's also i don't know i'm <laughs> i'm struggling with that with a lot of these episodes where like they they hit harder for me when like before we watch them for this where then I watch them now and I'm like, Oh, that's it. It's just over. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it felt a little more impactful as a seven year old <laughs> than it does now. You know, or whatever, but uh, minus the seven year old bit. I, I, this is something <laughs> that I, I honestly wonder, like, you know, we have our time on the show and we laugh and we like have our like pseudo arguments. We sing the about, Pokemon song way too loud. Yeah. We sing the Pokemon th- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we always do that we every always do that yeah. but we have our like on leather wings kind of like conversations <laughs> sure but the thing that i keep coming back to and i think why i feel i don't know maybe maybe i'll, I'll never 
be quite sure. Like I'll, I'll never be one of the community yeah, yeah, officially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I, I, I wasn't raised with these and I am being exposed to these. And I think people do have, and we've, we've touched on this before, but you know, you like kind of have this like clip show, you know, of course there's a lot of people who do watch the shows with us, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I think a, a lot more people have this clip show mentality and this like, previously like perceived impression yeah of the shows which gives like you expect more weight out of it and and, like i know that you specifically like go into these like oh okay like i'm gonna try to go into this as like even keeled as i can with no like emotional impressions of it which is gonna be be uh, not a hundred percent possible ever probably Mm -hmm. but yeah well, but, it's like yeah. the, like people talking about like, oh man, everything's so woke and political. And then it's like in, in in today's cartoons, when it's like, no, you were just a child when you watched cartoons thirty years ago. It was just as <laughs> that that way then, but you didn't understand it then. And it's oh, like there's it was, like yeah. so much satire in like the early like Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah. It's like almost all oh, satire. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Looney, t- um, <laughs> Looney Tunes, and then it, sometimes racist even. <laughs> yes, you could say that. You could definitely absolutely say yeah. that. Looking at you, Bugs Bunny and the Martians like sabotaging oh, yeah. the World War II planes episode. <laughs> Holy oh my shit. God. There's also one my dad uh, uh, was like, oh my God, you have to see this. Like, it's so bad. And it was so, it was... Uh, uh yosemite sam it was one of those like i dares you to cross this line kind of bugs bunny situations but it was like he was like a plantation owner or something and bugs had to disguise himself as like a slave to get in into where he needed to go and i was just like holy shit what the fuck is this (laughs) so yeah uh, we've come we've come a good way since then but just just things like like people my point was people seeing older cartoons with the rose tinted glasses that is, are not, not necessarily what they actually are at the same time. I'm not going to like bog down to bog down. Is that a verb? Uh, anybody for boggle. being like in love? Yeah. Bo- I'm not going to boggle anyone <laughs> for be for being like in love with this episode. Like I can totally see why it would speak to you and why it would be, uh, impressionable and, and oh Batman's just trying to help her and, and this you know horrible thing it it just didn't fully click for me and I think that says something about my own life experience or something is like maybe I would connect to the baby dog character more if I had similar isms you know well this is this is like man I feel like we, we've gone from like screaming Pokemon to actually having like, our conversation. No, 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 let's go back. Uh-huh. No, no, no. <laughs> you cannot unplug me from this one. Uh, and I think we've talked, I, I do, I love this conversation because it's something that was like really impactful to me. So forgive me if we've mentioned this on the podcast already, but the, the like white painting, like the white canvas kind of effect, like, you know, modern oh, art, there's yes. like artists who paint yeah, canvases yeah, yeah. white and like people, or like really simplistically, and a it lot means of viewers, so much or it means nothing yeah 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 a lot a lot of and a lot of viewers have like super you know especially those who like haven't made a point to either research the art or spend a lot of time in museums like trying to understand art which is like its own fucking practice yeah but like the best like most succinct way i've ever been able to explain it to people and like why you should give modern art a second chance is that like like one if like read the placard and read up on the artist. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. if it's a specific exhibit, read up on the artist before you go, because there's, there's if if they're in a museum, chances are there's like 
an explanation for the art that they were making at that decade of their lives. Right, yeah. What um, were they going through? What did this mean to them? Yeah, and a lot of times it's like political even, which is like, oh mm-hmm. shit, I didn't see that What coming. was happening in the world, yeah. Yeah, yep. Uh, and the other thing that I tell people if I have like one sentence to tell them is like, well, you know, don't regard this as a white canvas, regard it as a mirror. Mm-hmm. Cause like whatever you're getting out of mm-hmm. this is a direct, you know, it's, it's the direct impression yeah. like, or expression. Like it is, it is you, whatever you are, if this makes you angry, like you're an angry person and that might be something you need to look into. Joe, who has joined us for Raz Al Ghul episodes. Yeah. Uh, we, we walked by an art museum here in smaller bus uh and he was like looking in through the window and just like there was all these really unique cool sculptures and paintings and stuff it was like it like just opened at the time and uh but they were all made from like like there was a whole exhibit made of garbage or something like that and and yeah joe was just like i'm, I'm calling out joe here on the podcast you're not gonna listen to this uh <laughs> he and paul dini are both listening to this podcast together uh Joe, Joe was just like, I don't, I don't get this. I don't understand. How is this art kind of a thing? Uh, meanwhile, Joe and I are writing like abstract blobs on marching band fields all the time. And Joe doesn't ever question <laughs> that. But <laughs> what did that mean to you, Joe? Nothing. No. But well, and that's, that's the thing. It's like art, yeah. but then you, I'm sorry. It, the ending of that was oh, a yeah. Joe by, by, <laughs> That does not mean that Joe is like incapable of <laughs> of getting it or whatever. He's just like looking at something in a completely different way than I'm looking at the thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's the big thing, and where I was just kind of going to round that out with is yes, like you don't have to like art, but just because you know, and, like specific art pieces or whatever, even entire like movement. Like you don't have to like it, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't take the time to understand it. Because if you're just yeah. saying that you don't like it while you don't know anything about it other than its initial visual impact, then you're not trying to understand the art and you're just kind of being a bigot, really. And I'm <laughs> I am also guilty of that. Like I spend a lot of my time being like, well, this is bullshit. And <laughs> Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> to the left of me is a portrait uh, made out of newspaper clippings. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, chicken nugget burger king ad for the hair you know and it's like it's it's really fucking dumb but like i i like it and yeah. i don't know it's just art is is cool Maybe that's like that, what so. this episode is it's really fucking dumb but i like it <laughs> <laughs> i like that part where uh, robin's like you remember when poison ivy wrapped us up in those really spiky thorns <laughs> yes hey, this is worse <laughs> that was a good joke that was a really good joke uh, He's getting better. Robin's yeah. getting better at his one line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now that we've had that conversation, you want to talk about the cast of this episode? I am dying to figure out who played Baby Doll. Okay. I don't think it's anybody that you'll know, but. Uh, Damn it! Kevin Conroy as Batman. Lauren Lester as Robin. Wait. No, this is right. This is for some reason comes before Bob Hastings. Robert Costanzo as Detective Bullock, everybody! He said over the radio. It's, it's been so long. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it'll be, I was thinking that when we first started doing this, like, oh, we're just going to be doing this like every other Batman episode, and then he's going to be gone, and he'll like cameo in some show like five years of the podcast from now, and we'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, but it's happening, <laughs> it's still happening inside Batman even, we're like, ah, yeah, he's been gone for like 10 episodes, <laughs> yeah. or at least uh, not speaking. 
Right, yeah. Well, you said something over the radio, and you just went like, oh, get up on the hydrogen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob Hastings is Commissioner Gordon, who I noticed had like one more button undone on his shirt than normal in this episode. <laughs> he was what like were really they doing showing in that some office? chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we were watching baby doll recordings. And he's oh, no. A little bit steamy in there. Ephraim Zimblis Jr. as Alfred. When the hell was Alfred in this episode? I don't think he was. Uh, also, a quick throwback. Uh-huh. It wouldn't be Baby Doll that would be canceled. It would be the writer. It'd be like Paul Dini. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't care. Go <laughs> that on. person's stupid. <laughs> was really though? Was Alfred in this? I don't remember. I don't him. think so. The only times that we were in the Bat Cave was when Robin, they were watching the show. Yeah, when they shot, watched the show. Uh, anyway, could have been there. I don't think he's, he say anything. I don't know. Mary Devon is summer, uh, some lady. Sorry. It's been a while for her too. Uh, <laughs> Allison La Placa as baby doll. Okay. Give uh, me her like top 10. Well, the only things I wrote down was she played a character named Linda Phillips in the show duet, uh, from 87 to 89 and the show open house from 89 to 90. And she also played a character named Marion in uh, Duckman private Dick. <laughs> oh my god again but i don't know i don't know what the hell her uh I, I i i didn't write down any like famous thing that she did other than of course Duckman, private dick slash family man um, um yeah give me a minute with this one yeah, do you want to yeah. continue with the rest of the castle i do some okay. googling jason marsden as spunky spencer uh, wait jason marsden yes why do i know that name uh well so he is the voice of max in like goofy shit uh, okay. He's That's Binks the cat in Hocus Pocus. He's Chester on Fairly Odd Parents. He's Kovu in The Lion King 2. He's Impulse on Young Justice. He's a billion other things. Uh, he'll be back as several other prominent, more prominent roles in the show. Uh, okay. Robbie Rist. You, you might be thinking of James Marsden, who he is commonly confused with, who played Cyclops in the X-Men movies. Uh, uh, he also played the main dude who I can't think of in... Um, <laughs> Anchorman oh, God, in, uh, Interstate 60. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> which is one of my favorite movies of all time. There, on Jason Marsden, the voice actor's uh, uh, Instagram, he he sells t-shirts that say, my name's not James. <laughs> 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 or And he always has that on his like little plaques on his like Comic-Con appearances and stuff. Uh, um, what? Can, can I have that, my name's not James t-shirt <laughs> so when we hang out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. That's the other one. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Rist as Brian Daly, who in the credits is misspelled with an I in Daly, but in the show didn't have one. Uh, he is Choji Akimichi in a bunch of Naruto stuff. I probably said that wrong. Uh, he plays a character named Dr. Z on Galactica 1980, which was the 1980 set sequel to Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the original. Uh, and he is the voice of Michelangelo in the 90s TMNT <laughs> and li- live action movies. Not animated Hell series. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, have you found Alison LaPlaca yet? Um, you know, I saw a lot of things. Like, I've definitely seen a lot of things that she was, like, bit parts in. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Nothing that I feel like her voice would have like. Cause I was like, I was like Tommy Pickles. Yeah, you were that, trying to uh, place it. Yardley Smith from The Simpsons. Like it just, yeah. her voice seemed so familiar. We interviewed but, uh, a voice actress from one Batman episode <laughs> that we'll get to in a while. Uh, that uh, did did some like character voices during the interview, 
And you would have sworn it's, it's Tara Strong or it's what's her face that does Tommy Pickles, all that kind of stuff of like, this mm-hmm. is the same person. No, it's just like, I don't know, 40 something woman doing baby voice usually sounds the same <laughs> or sounds very similar. So I, I would bet that's probably what's happening. Yeah. My, my favorite ever, like, female playing young male is uh ch- <laughs> I'm gonna call myself out here <laughs> is uh the girl who does the voice of shin chan okay which yep. is a show that maybe you've seen and maybe you you, you've shouldn't. told me about it yeah. yeah and uh there's this one like fourth wall break they do where like they talk about like like in the show the characters like these kids are talking about you know, oh, that's so meta kind of situation mm-hmm. and talking about like a kid being voiced by a lady and she like drops her voice from like the like dumb boy's voice yeah. into her normal speaking voice over the course of it. It just like breaks your brain. <laughs> that's good. Uh, the the lady that does the voice of Bart Simpson, uh, Nancy Cartwright, yeah. is has an unfortunately cringy like social media presence where she just, she often posts videos of herself going around and like getting a coffee or getting food at a food cart or just, or be even, even at like a con or something where she's not at her booth or whatever, just being like, like introducing herself and then being like, hi, Bart Simpson, how the hell are you? Like doing the voice. And then the person that she's saying that to does not like understand that this is actually the lady that voices Bart Simpson and just thinks it's some like weird lady doing an impression or doing some, saying some weird voice. And oh. she has to sit there and like convince or like tell them that's who she is. And then they start being like, Oh, <laughs> cool. And then she starts to act like that's like they're, Oh, they're being really excited that they're meeting Bart Simpson. And it's just so painful every time. <laughs> and I feel really bad for her because that is a fucking cool thing. Like you should be yeah. like really like, you know, recognized for that achievement, but it's just, <laughs> She needs to stop doing that. I'm, if Nancy Cartwright, if you're listening with Paul Dini and Joe Scott here on the podcast, <laughs> can you please stop doing that? It, it's not. It's not working. Um, <laughs> Judy Strangus, Strangus as okay. Tam, Tammy Vance, uh, the the younger, the sister or whatever, older sister on the show, uh, teenage girl in a couple episodes of Batman 1966. <laughs> Uh, additional voices on My Little Pony 80s animated series. Uh, she played Goldie Gold in Goldie Gold and Action Jack 80s animated no series. No way! Never, Goldie Gold? Never heard of Goldie this. Gold? Yeah, of course. You know, famous My gosh. character. Who's Bart Simpson? And, uh, <laughs> Dinah Girl in Electra Woman and Dinah Girl 1976. <laughs> She's like these like headlining characters on shows I have never heard <laughs> better than my career. Uh, I, and then I have written here. B test was her final acting credit, but seems to not be dead. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the time that'll be like, Oh, that's her final thing she did. Cause she died or he died or whoever died. But uh, I don't think she's dead, but I don't know. Uh, Ta- <sighs> Tasia Valenza as Miriam. Uh, I think that was the, uh, judo chop lady. <laughs> The, okay, the yeah, like, yeah. 
henchmen. Way, Jesus. way better, way better at karate than both Batman and yeah. combined. <laughs> you, Two you, v one, no problem. You said gonna ba- get their asses. Batman forgot how to block in this episode. You said, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh God, I can't wait till we get to Batman's usefulness." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she voices Poison Ivy in the Batman Arkham games. Oh, cool. Uh, she is Sniper Wolf and Computer in Metal Gear Solid games. Uh, ver- cool. Yeah, various voices in several Star Wars video games. Cool. Uh, she played a camel in the Wild Thornberries. <laughs> cool. And she played Bernice in Duckman Private Dick. <laughs> oh my God. How is this so prevalent? It's the show that pulled every voice actor. <laughs> I can never tell if you're being serious when you say that or if you're just reacting to the because I think I introduced Duckman Private Dick to you as like, I swear everybody's in this. It's so weird. And like you whenever did. you and, say that now. And I, <laughs> I, it, it is a genuine reaction because I'm I'm you, I remember you saying that and I was like, oh, that's cool. But like every single episode we do, yeah. someone that we've I've never heard of is <laughs> in, in Duckman Duck Private, Private Dick. Dick. Yeah. Every fucking episode. <laughs> Maybe they just shared BTS offices or something. Uh, the last credit is Alan Young as Todd Baker, which I think was the dad. Uh, yeah. He plays a character on Ren and Stimpy named Haggis McHaggis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is Farmer Smurf on the Smurfs. Uh, oh. He is Wilbur, the main human in Mr. Ed. Are you familiar with Mr. Ed? I, I used show. to watch it when I was young. And then probably the most famous thing to me anyway was until his passing in 2016, he was the voice of Scrooge McDuck. <gasps> so oh. DuckTales and all that stuff. Yeah. R.I.P. Good, a good uh, good uh, rounding out of the cast there. There's just a lot of people in this episode. <laughs> yeah. And Scrooge McDuck was there too. Uh, there's a big trip, so I'm just going to dive into it before, yeah. so that we can make sure we get through everything. Uh, the carousel music at the carnival, the same as in Robin's Reckoning Part 2. I started singing the battering sound effect to you the- You sure <laughs> did. The, uh, the sign above the theater's entrance at the start of the episode clearly reads, Dieth of a salesman, as opposed to death. <laughs> like, there's an I instead. I don't think we noticed that, though. So no, maybe that was, my- maybe I swear, I swear it was spelled right. Maybe that was a, a fix. It was, <laughs> it was spelled right, I yeah, would bet. yeah. Uh, another spelling error occurs later in the episode. The sign on the concession booth, Batman standing atop to draw the children away, reads Pope Cone instead of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. I, I wonder if that uh, was fixed. I think we were too busy talking about uh, like, oh, all 10 million people are here at the only non-abandoned amusement park in uh, when Miriam appears and attacks Batman, Tammy Vance is tied up, even though Robin untied her seconds earlier. Wah, wah, wah. She's Batman. just really in Bond. Uh, <laughs> no. Baby doll. Batman flips oh. Miriam through a wall, creating a huge hole, but when he looks through the hole, it is suddenly much smaller. I didn't notice that, but you had noticed, like, what was she trying to do? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, she, like, jumped, <laughs> like, did, like, the jump kick to him. But missed by like twenty feet, and then just kept going. <laughs> just into like, the I wall. I guess I'll lasso yeah. her leg. <laughs> the the the. Uh, we'll talk about it. I'm sure the the stuff with Batman not being great at fighting in this episode, but he also, uh-huh. as soon as he like tripped over the, uh, like lighting equipment. And I was thinking like, oh, it's one of those where Batman turned 35 this episode. Like we made <laughs> the joke up with the janitor cart in right. Feet of Clay like forever ago. And But then in this, in this one, he actually like, there's a, a significant like 
bonk sound effect when he gets hit on the skull Ouch. with the light and I was and he's like oh <laughs> like he actually says ow or whatever and I yeah. <laughs> like yeah that would fucking hurt those things are heavy as hell yep uh, uh, baby doll's henchmen bear a striking resemblance to Gilligan and Skipper from Gilligan's Island <laughs> which I didn't clock because I'm not familiar enough but I believe it uh, Robin only takes one tape from Summer's desk yet back at the Batcave they are present on the counter next to Robin like they're all there I didn't clock that one. Shit. No. Uh, the animation in this episode was fine. Uh, I kind of know, like, knowing it was the Underdwellers people, I was looking out for a, a handful of, like, kind of lumpy looking stuff. And Batman had a very, like, <laughs> Underdwellers Batman face the whole episode. I also noticed that, so the shot where uh, Baby Doll first, like, reveals herself like the ball in the street and oh i got a beep boop on my belt to turn the batmobile uh-huh. uh and when when uh she gets away in like a cloud of smoke somehow that i don't remember oh it was the ball exploding it was the ball uh, yeah. uh batman like whew, through the smoke and then stands there and that one frame of him standing there where there's no smoke for like the last frame of the shot is for whatever reason the screenshot that the dcau wiki uses for batman from this show really and i'm like why why did you pick this episode and that shot <laughs> and I'm like, oh most of the f- most famous batman shot of all of beats has uh is from the the studio junio episode <laughs> where he's awkwardly standing there i don't know while while we're talking about interesting uh art choices yeah can we talk about the fact of that uh, armored car big train bus thing oh, yeah. at the very intro <laughs> it like scoots it com- the cars <laughs> it like smashes through two cop cars yeah. makes them go like 180 degrees in the opposite direction <laughs> and they haven't and as it plows through yeah. there is zero damage to the cars there's no paint there's no, no. scratch no broken windows it's the not cars even like sparks or anything. out of the way yeah, they just nope. move <laughs> and then it runs into a brick wall face first and when it backs up you can see that it has damage I'm like what are those cop cars made out of Bullock put uh, Bullock put extra wax. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're really slippery today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gordon's like Bullock. Make sure you wax those cars extra good. We're expecting a train bus Why? thing to get Why any you, day now. Why would you want me to do that? Uh, Look, babe. it's the only it's the only armor we have for these cop cars. You just got to really rely on the wax. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about Baby Doll's an original creation by Paul Dini for the episode. On Batman the Animated Podcast, Paul Dini stated that Baby Doll's creation was somewhat reverse-engineered from the idea of when you're a villain in Gotham City, you also become this kind of weird celebrity. I guess that's sort of true. Okay. Like, sure. But not in I'll the same it. way as like everyone knows the Riddler for his marketing, <laughs> whatever <laughs> that was. Yeah, or Batman for his Pope cone standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's in there, and you, yeah, you made a good point of like, shouldn't they go? Oh, Batman's here. Uh, where is the bomb? I better leave or whatever. Like they should yeah. know something shitty is about to go down. Not like yeah. holy cool, it's Batman. Oh my god, Batman! Let's let's crowd around him. That's certainly yeah. the best thing we can do in this situation. <laughs> Same with the the Riddler's reform of all those rich people saw Batman for the first time and they could all they could do is laugh at him instead yeah. of being like Batman's real. That like everyone should be having that reaction instead of like yeah. oh cool I've seen Batman before but never this close. Like we went from on leather wings to like holy shit. It's it's that terrifying bat thing too. Yeah. <laughs> Batman wears tights. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what Batman. a loser. Go stand on some pulp cone. <laughs> Baby Doll's character is partly based on real ex-child actors such as Gary Coleman, Shirley Temple, and 
Emmanuel Lewis of 80s sitcom Webster. I don't know that that one, but the other two. <laughs> well, are. obviously Webster. Yeah, Webster. Uh, obviously, uh, Electra Woman and Dina Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hypoplasia is a real condition, but it usually affects only parts of the body, such as organs, which are underdeveloped in the mature adult. Yeah, I was waiting for you to do... Uh, that's not how that works on that and on the funhouse mirror at the end. Mm. And I, I yeah, yeah, I, I mean the funhouse mirror thing was. Some, I think I started to and I cut myself <laughs> off. The hyperplasia thing though. There's actually like this famous like Russian dude who looks like a baby. He's like really popular in mm. social media. Oh I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. I don't yeah. know his name either, but I can see his little face. Yeah, something. <laughs> it's probably like. Don't even guess. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Russian but, Bill, Russia Bill. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I was expecting you to do a. That's not how that works on the on the because because the see her seeing herself as like a what it, what she would look like if she didn't have this condition at, at this age, mm-hmm. uh, like thirty whatever, is sort of similar to the light swinging on killer croc reveals Batman shadow of like, (laughs) you're not actually seeing that. And so I expected you to get pissed off at that. And like, Oh my God. (laughs) But I think it's just like, she is seeing it more accurately like that instead. That's exactly where I went. I was kind of like, I did, I did groan a little bit about it, but my thought was that it's like, Oh, this is more, this is less about us seeing it. Like as like the third person kind of omniscient viewer and more of this is her delusions. And it probably made her tall and skinny, but she's, saw like a fully yeah. formed woman with different hairstyle so between with different <laughs> hairstyle but the same exact doll which is what gave yeah. me the kind of thought that it was maybe more okay um, so between <laughs> now we've got those two the the almost got him light that and the two-face lightning flash see two-face on his face shot uh-huh. for in the future when you go when the fuck has it ever been said that that's how things work in this universe and i can go those things <laughs> asshole <laughs> damn man i sure have been got him you you gottened baby doll's failed attempt to launch a serious career was a production of shakespeare's macbeth a play rumored to be unlucky that Are is you, true yes i was gonna say what is the what is that what's the story of that do you know that why is that a thing uh, well, I, I know enough to say that you don't say that in a theater because theater people are generally very suspe- uh, superstitious. Yeah. Suspicious. They're very suspicious. <laughs> get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I can't remember, but I think it was, I don't know, like my, my like very rough recollection is that there was just like a series of people doing Macbeth and they all like mm. failed and people died or something like that. Or maybe it was one that was like really cursed and then they just kind of carried on with it. But yeah, it is it is the... What do they call it? Like the, the something play. Oh my god! I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I gotta look it up. The Macbeth play. <laughs> the Scottish play. That's what oh. it is. I did. I know Tip Tapricot was just screaming that in my ear that I couldn't hear. The Scottish play! According to Paul Dini in Batman Animated, that's the book I was talking about, when reviewing the storyboards for this episode, broadcast standards of practices told the production staff that Baby Doll couldn't bash Batman in the face with Mr. Happy Head, despite being directly restricted, the hits made it into the final episode. I was going to say, she hits him <laughs> He definitely times did, yeah. And he didn't block it at all. On Twitter in 2011, Paul Dini wrote that while writing the episode, he was under the impression that, for reasons unclear, it may piss off Bruce Tim and Alan Burnett. However, Tim has stated in his Modern Masters art book that despite others finding the character weird, he found the Baby Doll episode to be terrific. I don't know what okay. would have what would have pissed him off. 
Oh, Paul's putting another random new girl character in the episode. I have no idea. What your background keeps coughing. It's weird. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, my guitar has got a serious sniffle today. <laughs> the backstory of Dolls sitcom, the introduction of a cute kid cousin, cousin Spunky, uh, wa- who stole the audience's attention and caused Doll to quit in protest, is a parody of the TV phenomenon known as the Cousin Oliver Syndrome. There have been several instances where a huh. television show with failing ratings has attempted to boost its popularity by introducing a new cute kid character to appeal to younger viewers. The term Cousin Oliver Syndrome takes its name from Oliver Tyler, a new character introduced in a later season of The Brady Bunch, after the original children had all reached teenagehood. Unlike Cousin Spunky, Cousin Oliver was not a success, and so the term has come to refer to all such failed attempts. <laughs> I do like that. Man, if, you're, if your ratings are failing, maybe you just like End the acknowledge show. and move on. <laughs> just like this podcast. Stop today. Uh, it's also I worth don't... noting that Cousin, cousin Cousin Oliver was played by Robbie Rist, who plays Brian Daly in this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's kind of interesting. Brady Bunch. Uh, last thing. Production of this episode has multiple links to convicted murderers. <laughs> Do tell, James. He and said. then James giggles. <laughs> yeah. Convicted uh, murderers. <laughs> <laughs> People died. The voice record for this episode was conducted at Sound Castle on June 17th, 1994, the day of O.J. Simpson's notorious white Bronco chase. Oh, my chase. God. According to Paul Dini, Baby Dolls actress Allison LaPlaca lived near Simpson's house at the time and had no clue how she was going to get home after the recording. <laughs> oh, my God. What a situation to be in. Uh, Baby Dolls speech mannerisms were based on Paul Dini's friend, actress and fashion model Lana Clarkson, who would often make a point of adding an extra S to the ends of sentences when goofing around. In 2003, re- record producer Phil Spector shot and killed Clarkson inside his home. He was charged with second-degree murder and convicted in 2009. <laughs> Holy shit. That's Baby Doll. Yeah, that's... He said, I didn't hell. mean to after... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. That's yeah. fucked. <laughs> the O.J. Simpson thing was something we just recently found out because we're doing a, a short that hasn't uh, come out yet on uh, O.J. Simpson references in the DCAU, oh, essentially. God. Because that is not, that's by far not the only one. Uh, yeah, that's all the trivs. Okay. Where were some keen effects in this episode? Oh, the mirrors. Oh, <laughs> especially the yeah. first shot where she was, where Baby Doll is walking by the mirrors. Yeah, they're all like warping. It's kind of side scrolly. Yeah. That was really neat. I like. Yeah, that. you said that out loud. Does it happen? Yeah, I did. Uh, Sue me. You're not going to get much. An un- <laughs> yeah, I got seven dollars. Uh, I have seventy-five less dollars. Dynamite on the cake was unkeen. It was. Yes. It was just a very like stock like explosion-y looking spark thing uh and also when it exploded wasn't too great uh i don't know we didn't even see it explode did we yeah when he robin t throws it into the hallway and then it blows up yeah but we just get like light on the characters right? oh or did maybe we see I, don't, I can't I remember know. i know it didn't look good <laughs> i don't know i just work here i don't think there was really anything beyond like yep you drew the characters correctly <laughs> in this episode yeah. it was it was the underdwellers people so all they had to do was just not fuck up and i think they succeeded batman's usefulness Mm-mm. he just wanted mm. to help he know. was he 
Batman, Batman, bad. He Batman. <laughs> he Batman's bad in this episode. <laughs> I will. I, I, you know, I should really start thinking about my Batman usefulness objects like between. Oh, what, I, I was wondering if you were going to. I thought you were like thinking about his actual usefulness, not like what to rate him. Did you have any input? It was bad, bad. Because he was just like, he was getting beat beat up by like, yeah, maybe there was a gun in the doll, but like, it was a slightly, small statured yeah. individual beating the <laughs> shit out of him in a tube. Yeah, in a tube. It was also like, he was slightly clever, I guess, to put Robin in the spunky costume. Maybe that's why he could only play two notes on the guitar, because it was actually Robin. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, you got those two notes down really good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Robin, just stand there in the garage playing guitar. But I only ever learned two notes in the circus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that'll be fine. That'll work. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give, I'll, I'll give Batman point nine disappearing spunky guitars out of 10. Because <laughs> <laughs> that did just fade yeah, it away. Yeah, it was just gone in the next shot. Yeah. yeah. When she squirted the fart gas on him, then the guitar disappeared. <laughs> it The guitar was just really easily disintegrated by fart gas. Yes, it was very susceptible to fart gas. Well, I guess uh, in, in yeah, I, your point nine is pretty like, this is some of the lowest we've given. Um <laughs> I think I just want to give like our first like, like c- combined like, you know, well, e- what am I trying to say? Each of us less know. than a, a solid one. So okay. I'm gonna give him like a point six. Mm. Uh, boof. <laughs> what boof. am I gonna give him? Uh, point point six. I mean, it's a throwaway one, but point six uh, dynamite candles out of yeah. ten. All right, that works. <laughs> uh, was this books or hip hop? I don't. I didn't get a vibe of either of them. For, for uh, I didn't either. But I, I'm gonna say hip hop. But like, yeah. '90s like TLC hip hop. Like it's it's, it's yeah. It's it's hip hop adjacent. Hip hop hip hop adjacent. Maybe even like Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> You're counting that as hip hop adjacent too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm putting it on the top ten. Unfortunately, not. sorry, Dan Reba. Um, it might, like he, like he said to us last time, it, it, it makes some people's top tens and I won't discourage that. Like I, I I'm not looking forward to the mail with like, this is one of my favorite episodes. I know. Yeah. Well, we're about to do it pretty soon here. I will say that after we do the mail, I'm going to come back and tell Brian the name of the next episode and he tries to guess what it is. But right now, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That yacht, that one small extra yacht. Put it up. We drop what we drop. Our weekly we into the comments buckler. There sure was a lot. Now Jamie, we too bad we're all. At least I am just Dylan Pollock. We we're Dylan Pollock. We we are. If you'd like to reach out to us, like the fire hand at the end of the Cat and Claw Part Two, you can email batwagonpod at gmail dot com. I said it right at gmail.com nice. uh, <laughs> there's someone uh, so i the video that we just put out on uh super villain design changes uh i put a cat uh fire hand at the end of the cat and the Club part two joke in there and since we've been getting a lot of comments and views and stuff on that there's been a lot of people that don't know us uh coming out of the woodwork <laughs> and someone oh, someone commented like what 
what are you even talking about? It just looks like fire, like maybe a little bit bad, than, worse than other episodes. It doesn't look like a hand at all. Like, what are you talking? And I was just like, I know. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke that we do. I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll have to go back and listen to the episode itself. But I mean, I think it was just that it was like, it kind of like. Yeah, just, it, it like, stops and then just reach. reached out. Yeah, reached out. Uh, this is from Super Luigi 64. Hey again, yappy dudes. Funny story. I'm currently knee deep in pre-production of my own podcast. It's inspired Ooh. by yours and borrows a little bit of your framework. So thanks in advance for not suing me into the dirt. You're welcome. Don't worry. Dylan did the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, my fr- <laughs> my friend and I are <laughs> my friend and I are reviewing every episode of 1989's The Super Mario Bros. Super Show slash Legend of Zelda. Oh hell and I, and yeah! And to my surprise, the director listed for all the Mario Bros. episodes is Dan Reba. That's very true. That <laughs> I had completely forgotten about that. That he directed every episode of The Super Mario Bros. Super Show. What did you tell uh, me? That? I'll have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I think I either I did tell you or I at least knew from like the first time we interviewed him but it's been a long time and I forgot about that. Uh, I'll have to be on the lookout for any time the tr- show transcends its terrible animation and schlocky genre parodies every episode writing because it'll probably be thanks to him. Stay yappy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I have never watched that show, but knowing that Dan Reba directed every episode, it would be interesting to <laughs> check I've, in I used on. to watch that show. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you yeah. experienced Dan Reba long before... I did even. (laughs) I may have experienced. When did that come out? 1989, I think it said. I may have experienced that show before (laughs) you were alive. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you did. (laughs) Not by Uh, long, but it probably would have been like 90, hmm. 1990. This is Jordan Newman, GCN Musical Minutes. (gasps) Jordan. Welcome back to GCN, Gotham City News with Jack Ryder. Tonight's top story, former TV actress Mary Dahl went on a kidnapping spree and attempted to kill her former co-stars. I don't know about you folks, but that girl always creeped me out. I could never watch that show back when it was on. <laughs> also, GCN's very own Summer Gleason had a chance to speak with the Batman today, and that son of a bitch declined an interview. <laughs> he just left the room. <laughs> now over to the music. <laughs> I really like the uh, baby doll theme. Uh, I think it's very versatile. It sounds believably like something that could have been the jingle from an old sitcom, uh, but it can also be used in very creepy and menacing ways, and I just thought that was very clever. It was a very well-written uh, leitmotif. Uh, also, uh, Robin's guitar skills are pretty good. <laughs> he was rocking out, pretending to be uh, the the other guy whose name escapes me. Spunky. Never Green. apologize for loving your fandom and try to stay optimistic. Spunky! Is the name of that character. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> or the cousin Spunky and immediately Spunky! like the Rock of Modern Life theme started playing in my head. <laughs> I forgot about when he... This was another one of those like... Uh, I don't know the light motif you're talking about, but then as soon as I was like, "Oh no, I do!" And the what like slide whistle was, sound that you were like, "Oh, was, I like the slide whistle." <laughs> yeah, it was very WB. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the other thing was like she looks a lot like uh, uh, Elmira from yeah, Tiny yeah, Toons. Elmira. But there's also a there's like a, a Animaniacs girl that's blonde that looks very similar or, to. Oh, I meant I meant. Wait, what's the name of that girl? I, that's who well, I was talking about. Who's isn't Elmira? It, isn't Elmira the redhead on Tiny Toons? <laughs> we we know these things. Yeah, she looks a lot like Elmira. Elmira is the redhead on Tiny Toons. Yeah. Well, then who's the blonde on Animaniacs? <laughs> blonde little girl. 
Oh, the baby. Mindy. Okay. Mindy and didn't she have like a pet with her or something? Yeah, like a little mongoose or some shit. Uh, she's, she's much less Mindy and much more Elmira. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Pedro Enrique, thoughts on Baby Doll. Hello, James and Brian. Back again, hey. this time in audio form. <gasps> uh, the first message from me and the second is a request you guys had made some episodes ago. Hope you like it. Okay, I don't remember what it is. We'll find out together. Hello, James and Brian. Pedro back again. Here to send some of my thoughts on this and last week's episode of BTAS. Um, so last week I had sent this email about my thoughts on the, the Riddler episode. And... Uh, I thought it was pretty funny, but then I started listening to the episode, and then Reba was on the episode, and Brian had loved the episode. <laughs> and by then, I felt pretty worried, because I had sent this email basically making fun of it. I mean, I've been held at gunpoint multiple times in my life, but that was a pretty scary moment. <laughs> so anyway, uh, about this week's episode, it was great. It was perfect. Then Reba, uh, you're the greatest director of all time. <laughs> the Riddler episode was still bad, though. I- I'll stand by that opinion. Um, oh, go listen to Movies to Watch Before I Die. They did an episode on, on The Room. And on the mail section, Dylan read a whole ass email about Nicolas Cage and his acting. And I had written that email. And it was hilarious. Uh, thanks. And until next week, stay happy. It was hilarious. Oh I was so hilarious. <laughs> I do. I do. Actually, that's been on my, like, I need to listen yeah. to that. I've not, I've been in a weird... Like all the work I've been doing lately, I've not really been able to focus on podcasts. So I've been like letting that one sit in my queue of I, like, I want to watch this because I, I love to, The Room. I need to watch The Room again. And then because I, I, I was going to watch, I was going to do when that the the parody like making of movie. Uh, disaster Artist. Disaster Artist. That's a, uh, came out. I was like, oh, I should watch both these back to back or whatever. And I mm-hmm. still haven't done that. But I should inc- now include movies to watch before you die as part of the marathon, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really wanting to see the next uh, Tommy Wiseau film, but I'm also like, I don't know. Like, I think he'll. He could maybe. Maybe he'll be proven wrong, but I feel like he's in great danger of only like riding on the coattails of the room being a. <laughs> how the fuck did this terrible right. thing happen? Yeah, yeah. I, I the James Franco movie is supposedly also not entirely accurate, but I don't know enough about it to say what's wrong. Pedro, don't ever feel bad. No, about, like, yes, absolutely. Ripping on a thing like go, just whatever, whatever you, you feel. Want. Yeah, uh, no, no judgment here. Like you know, James will forever judge me for thinking that On Other Wings is the worst episode ever produced. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's fine. It's fine that I'm right and he's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. This is called "Where's the Extended Cut?" Is his second message. Yep. And crusty crab. Wait, where's the? Yeah. Where's the? Where's the? Where's the? Where's the? Where's the Jason? Where's the Where's the Mats? Harmony! Where's the Where's the Where's the Where's the Welcome to the Movie Swatch Before You Die podcast? Where's the There it is! Jesus. Like, I don't even know at this point which one you're looking for. Thank you so much. That was very good. That's <laughs> oh my god that was an explosion in my brain i am that, the amazed. that's comedy line is from we're back a dinosaur story so i appreciated that <laughs> 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 which is on our list to watch here thank you very much <laughs> pedro that was very good uh dino-faced individual baby doll not hench reviews 
Last week, last week, Brian asked who I was. When I heard that, yes. I nearly cried in rage. Brian, you of all people, the person who ruined my life, and you act like you've never heard of me before. Third yeah, grade, that's what I do. 1923. I remember it very well, Brian. <laughs> I was the only dinosaur in the entire class, and I was bullied for it. You, you were the popular one. You and your good juggling skills and not dying of polio like everyone else. I was, I was so jealous of your skills, so I challenged you to a juggling contest. Do you think I was good at juggling with my dinosaur arms no no those balls <laughs> fell on my face and i cried in those 100 years i've never forgotten you brian <laughs> in a more serious note my actual interview is that i love Miriam, and i don't know why anyways i'll see you all next week if i can think of an interview for the next episode it's a living very good indeed <laughs> wow the listener is pulling out some bangers this yeah <laughs> they really are all the sock puppet accounts <laughs> yeah good job dylan for third grade 1923 you don't know <laughs> i was the only dinosaur uh, yeah, this is the 100th anniversary of my third grade graduation i know it's so cool uh scar one jump on the mechanic wagon season two episode eight Hello, listener, and welcome to Jump on the Mechanic Wagon. I'm your host, Garlowy One. Woo! In this episode, I will tell you about Season 2, Episode 8 of Earl, the main series, Optimus Earl. Oh, my God. One morning, when Earl came into the garage, he saw a large red and blue tractor-trailer truck that was not there yesterday. Upon inspecting it, he found a note that said, Fix me. After Earl <laughs> fixed the truck, it transformed to a large robot and said, Thank you, kind sir, and then left. While Earl was watching the robot walk away, he said... <laughs> I gotta stop having martinis for breakfast. <coughs> In an interview, Michael Bay said that this episode did not have enough explosions. Anyway, see you next week. Same time, same boo channel. And the 42 minute long episode was pretty succinct this time, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like uh, the. I wish that there was more like legitimate connection between Transformers and the DCAU because theoretically there's transformers is part of the same big multiverse oh but the God. the guy that voices optimus prime is still sometimes today i think uh peter cullen is who you know as all of the toonami uh like commercial oh yeah voiceover yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the only toonami like every time and <laughs> but so like infamously he for, for us anyway he is like one the one of like three different times that they actually tell you what year it is in batman beyond because <laughs> i won't tell you what it is but he, he he like says it in the commercial and so i'm like oh optimus prime is part of the reason why we know <laughs> when batman beyond <laughs> happens that's not enough of a video subject in itself <laughs> maybe a short i don't know youtube shorts <laughs> yeah tip tapricot caught templations on Baby Doll or The Return of Batman and Co.'s photorealistic masks and impressions of other people. <laughs> yes, very true. Hello yeah. there, I am back with some cut templations on Baby Doll, Baby, uh, and also my cat is here. Ooh. I like it. Uh, that was Marley. Um, but so I love this episode. I it love does you, a Marley. lot really, really well. Um, great animation. It also does that thing where you think that it's going to be like a really annoying villain, um, and then they just kind of pull the rug out from under you by having like the annoying voice actually be a part of it, um, with like Baby Doll's voice changing and the amazing voice acting that that actress does. Holy shit! Um, and also the intersections of like ableism and sexism and infantilization in society and how both women and physically disabled people are like treated like children or like they're incapable of doing things that others, Ooh. you know know can and uh that they're denied autonomy and life and the way that that can really break up and hurt someone and impact mental health and image and just it's such an emotionally poignant and deep and dark episode and it makes me so it's 
so good every time I watch it, and I hadn't watched it in a bit. So I'm really excited for your thoughts, um, and also some of the dumber things. But it's just, uh, it's good. <laughs> well, we definitely focused on the dumber things for sure. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about, though. Is that like, yeah, we we don't have as close enough of experiences as the character does. So we, I, I at least personally can't don't relate as much to that stuff, and so it didn't stick out as much to me. But I did see it there. I can understand why and what. I wish they like kind of like we were talking about with the I've done uh, it more. Yeah. The like you know maybe like dig a little uh, deeper into like that. the like the darker more depressing end of it. Like if she was just to like sit there and like cry over the cake or whatever. Yeah. You know, like uh, well, I'm bringing you all down with me because this is what I'm like subject to. Then like yeah, yeah I just, she was and I realize like kids yeah. show they can't get too deep, but uh, I do wish they kind of leaned into it more. Yeah, I mean like I see that it's there, and I'm not gonna like. Uh, you're wrong for thinking that it was deeper than I thought it was or anything like that. But there's definitely some bits that I think they could have gone hammer on. You know what I'm saying? Yes. All the hammer. 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 It's hammer, ham, hammer time. Uh, Dylan Pollock. Wames is weeding this title in a whittle itty bitty baby voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the thoughts of the week from Dylan Pollock on Baby Doll or... I didn't mean to write the most annoying and sympathetic villain in the same episode. <laughs> so there's never been an episode that's made me more curious for what the henchmen are getting out of it. Uh, Mary, baby doll, whatever you want to call her, hasn't had a successful acting gig since the show went off the air, they say. So did she have a lot of saved money from the show to pay them with? <laughs> Particularly Miriam, the leader of the henchmen, who's like a Kung Fu aficionado beating up Robin also. I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious what the deal is and how they became tight knit. Mm-hmm. Also, something I'm very curious about, how does Robin grab uh, Bullock in the smoke and think it was two women? What part of Harvey was Robin grabbing? So, not cool there. Uh, the Hall of Mirrors, I'm sure you addressed it. That's probably the best scene in a Paul Dini-written episode. If it isn't the very best, it's near the top that I can think of. And I love that Batman is all compassionate in this episode. Uh, when he says, I know you're scared and confused. I can help you while getting beat up with a toy doll. Mm-hmm. Question of the week, James' favorite part. Favorite TV theme song. Oh, he got that in at the last second. <laughs> Favorite TV theme song, Batman the Animated Series. I don't know. Uh, the Spider-Man theme is pretty cool. <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive <laughs> kind of man. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a tie. Mm-hmm. Either Trigun or oh um, yeah, or Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. the correct answer. Actually, I, I, <laughs> I want to go back to something that Tip Tapper got said about the, um, the voice change like the purposely being annoying voice or whatever yeah uh that is a pretty cool choice because yeah you might think like there's the opening scene she's like in shadow hiding in the alleyway and and talking like the little girl and you're like oh this is unsettling what is this yeah it was like kind of worked and then the the moment when she's like she's still in her baby doll character and all the other people are like what the fuck why'd you bring us here. Fuck you. And then the spotlight comes on. She like just sinks into her like normal voice. And it's just like, you know, this, the horrible things that happen. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> like, yeah. that, like that actually was pretty, pretty well done. And I didn't Again, like, touch on I that. I still yeah. wish I, I wish there was more of that. Yeah, no, like, I do too. I think it's it just, yeah. A case of like, if the episode is too short to do more of that with. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I agree about the, <laughs> the henchmen. Like, what what were they getting out of it? Who was paying them? <laughs> uh, that's a. I mean, you'd suspect that like a kung fu master or whatever jujitsu. What was she doing? <laughs> I don't uh, know. 
is would be like top dollar especially if she's able to take on like not just batman but like batman plus one and robin's been pretty good right in different episodes but he's not trying to drown women in a pool but uh yeah i wonder i don't know i hope that uh we can, when we get Dan Reba back at some point, inevitably, yeah, I'd like to hear what his what what he uh, remembers making it and all that, all the other interesting stuff that he was pointing out for wait for a long time in Riddler's Reform. I got a lot of like messages from listeners separate from the normal comment section, just like DMs being like, "Whoa, it's so cool to hear Dan Reba talking about this stuff." And I'm like, "I know." We're just sitting there listening to him tell us how do you make a fire effect for like half an hour and it's just the yeah, coolest thing I, ever. I got to say listener, like <laughs> D- Dan is just like he is just the coolest guy. Yeah. He I I could just listen to Dan talk about yeah. like any episode all day long. Yeah. And we don't even have to be part of the it's podcast. Amazing. It's just him. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus episode. It's just Dan. Uh, okay. Charles Motor Sierra. Well, I think I just realized this is my favorite non-movie single episode of BTAS. Or it would be if the wow. two actors weren't kidnapped in the same movie theater. Dan and Paul are stupid. Worst episode ever. Zero out of ten. <laughs> we did notice. I was like, is this the same place? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Same exact yeah. place. Scrudge. I love how the Batmobile's autopilot has just zero precautions in place for if a kid runs out into the street. (laughs) Batman straight up has to enter a street fighter combo into his belt in order for it to swerve slightly out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. buddy. He just just straight up put the Konami code in there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Up, down, up, down, left, right. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, Chris Knife. Is Banana Man okay? (laughs) I I wonder, too. I know. I think we lost Banana Man. I'm I'm, I'm sad. Yeah. Uh, Snake Face Nick. Hey guys, it's me, Scarface Nate. Yes, I changed my username. I don't believe it. I think this is Dylan Pollock. Baby Doll, one of the most infamous episodes of BTS and is the go-to episode people used to describe how this version of Batman actually cares about people. That and one other episode, but that's neither here nor there until 50 years from now Whenever now is upon another rewatch. I loved this episode more than I initially did. This episode really feels like commentary on show business and what usually happens behind the scenes. And in that sense, it really feels like a tragic watch as you see someone fall from grace and try to pick up the pieces of their broken life. And while Baby Doll is 100% innocent or devoid of any wrongdoing. It does feel sad watching her go through it. Stay up. Devoid is of she devoid of is is she innocent? I, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, she definitely like was worthy of like trying to break out of her like typecasting, but Yeah. She definitely made some interesting decisions there. Uh Kate Tastic, oh frick, Dan Reba jump scare. Uh, serum lake looking forward to hearing you talk more about baby doll while this episode is a little absurd on the surface it has one of the grimmest scenes where baby doll attempts to blow up cousin spunky she was standing too close to that dynamite that it would have killed her too and i'm certain that wasn't an accident and then there's the final scene in the hall of mirrors such a beautiful punch to the gut yes indeed Thank you for catching that. Tez Scarlet. Anyone else remember that computer game that was an interactive storybook version of Riddler's Reform? Or is my brain malfunctioning? I think it came from sending in cereal box tops. <laughs> I don't know that at all. What? I'm sorry. If you find out what that is, please let me know. Because I'm trying to catalog every DCAU book that exists. <laughs> so that would be cool to know. Last couple here. We got Wensy 209. 
Another Friday equals another yap day. All right, baby doll. This episode holds a special place in my heart. It's one of the, my favorite BTS episodes. Not only because it was an original villain that wasn't from the comics or because it's a dark and sad episode, but because it was the episode that made me really interested in BTS and see it more than just a silly superhero show. Really? The whole concept of baby doll being pretty much a grown adult trapped inside a young child's body is very interesting, but also kind of scary idea. Well, that's all I have to say about this episode. I'm very interested to see what Bed Bath & Beyond thinks of this character and when you two get to watch baby doll aka uh-oh the fbi broke down my door because i looked up baby doll rule 34 because my intrusive thoughts told me to don't do that wincy oh, please don't uh <laughs> i do like this one from levi church this podcast is so good somebody tell me how they did it <laughs> i have to know uh, Batgirl fangirl Batman's face when baby doll throws down the ball in front of him after the Batmobile careens through the newsstand is priceless you mean the DCAU wiki screenshot uh, if he the was just you know like thinking about that that scene where he's like wait a minute and he like kind of turns around yeah. He really was a step behind, like the whole yeah. damn. Episode. He <laughs> yeah, like he got was. there, but mm. he was there where Baby Doll literally was, and she just happened to like reveal herself for some yeah. reason. So, so many keen effects in this one. Light wraps galore. Oh, were there <laughs> really made the more emotional scenes more poignant, especially at the climate? I guess in the in the oh, with all like the spotlight yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, this episode very well written, really emotional at times. That ending, I'm touched by it every time I see it. Loved hearing Dan's insight into my favorite Riddler episode. So want him to return in the future. Great job, James and Brian. Five stars and five really dangerous teddy bears. Which <laughs> wasn't it a bear? It was like a little guy. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, whatever. Linola Cola, I wouldn't mind a red robin style sting for the start or end of the podcast. It could go like it's big bus. Yop. I don't think I don't think so. <laughs> and then last last first, Mark Aquino, baby doll. This is a particularly unique entry in both The Adventures of Batman and Robin and the DCAU as a whole, and it's not hard to see why. There's a lot of commentary that can be said about how fragile the psyche of a child actor can be. There are plenty of think pieces and editorials written over the years that do a better job of it than this nobody from New Jersey ever could. Also, being a TV fan, I got a chuckle out of the Cousin Oliver Scrappy-Doo parallels with what happened to Baby Doll's <laughs> show, Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, New Jersey. Cool. Uh, <laughs> place that Brian is obviously from. Personally, I think this is one of Paul Dini's oh, best, <laughs> best Batman stories. His trademarks of well-written dialogue and complex, emotionally twisted characters are on full display here. I also think mm. this is Studio Junio's best work on the series thus far with some legit good animation. While I'm for sure, while I'm sure for some, the more traditionally cartoony design of baby doll being so stylistically different from everyone else would come off as jarring. I'm pretty sure that was the point and it worked for this episode. Just like Second Chance, they're really starting to make Robin useful, which is great. He was the first of the dynamic duo to come to Tammy Vance's aid before she got kidnapped anyway. He flipped his way out of getting run over by a truck. Oh, yeah, that was really, I forgot about that when the truck rams through the cars. It's like an inch away from Robin, and then he crouches down and then springs up and jumps over the entire truck as his yeah. car. Yeah, Robin, arguably more useful in this episode than oh, Batman. Yeah. He suggested they study each episode of Baby Doll's show. He warned Cousin Spunky about Mary and disguised himself as Spunky so he could take his place and lead Batman right to her. Yeah, this is a much more Robin good episode. Uh, the only mm. exception, of course, was mistaking Detective Bullock for Baby. Speaking of, it's surprising that this is the latest episode we've seen of Bullock since Mask of the Phantasm. So, Q, get a. Has it really been that long? Is it Vince's Mask of the Phantasm? It might be. Uh, maybe. 
Uh, by the way, it kind of looked like Mary's handler Miriam went to the same eyeglass store as Arnold Wesker, the ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> Eye clocked her glasses early on, too. I'm like, yeah. oh, you don't, she doesn't need eyes. Yeah. As always, Boss Biggest Bear Hugs, the number one podcast host of this here multiverse of ours, Jameson on the Rocks, and Bribery Accusation. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else, you're all the best. They never forget that. Next episode is Return of a Very Particular Villain. Hmm. I'm not going to mm. say who it is. Uh, what does he reveal? Someone who, in terms of both production order and air date order, we haven't seen in a long time. That's right, the Sewer King. Kidding, obviously. I'll leave that, of course, for Bry Al Ghul to figure out for himself till next week's smoke bomb. Is this? Is there something about temperature involved in the the next temperature? Title? Yes. No. Damn it. I will tell you what it is right now, though, since we've gotten through the mail. Thank you for sending in mail, everybody. The next episode is called. Time out of joint. Time? Yeah. Time out of joint? Yeah. <laughs> what? Dan Dan Reba revealed to us that there was another, uh, there were two episodes with this character last time, and you were upset to hear that. And now you've also gotten the hint that it's a character that we haven't seen in a long time in both production and air date order. <sighs> time... Oh my God, the clock came. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I was just like, I'm like, Mad Hatter had a watch. Yeah. Like, what is the... Who had a clock? What's oh, going on? Oh my God. Yeah, it's a clock king. Okay, time out of joint. Yeah, what do you think he's doing? What's he up to? What's going to happen? He's getting a dislocation. It's just him sitting in the emergency room for eight hours. <laughs> Mayor Hill made me late again to my doctor's appointment. <laughs> I'm really fucking pissed off. You see, because that's what he was doing before. He was all mad he was late to a thing. Right. A very important sure. date. Yeah. All right. Thank you to uh, Kimmy Cooney Phoenix Viltzu and, of course, Brother Broderick for all our musical themes. And please subscribe to the Watchtower database, but I meant to say Podtower YouTube channel, but you could do both, uh, for the DCAU podcast every week. And leave us a like on today's episode to help spread us around the interwebs. Also, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You may hear your review read on the show, and according to Brian, you have to also leave the name of a character that I have to read the review in the voice yeah. of. I'm just going to keep, for some reason, reminding them of that, even though I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, new episodes of the podcast are released every Friday on the Pod Towers. What's your favorite podcast feed? Watchtowerdatabase.com. That's it. That's all I say. Awesome. Oh, wait. I didn't say, if you want to hear more discussion about this episode, check out the DCAU Review and Tim Talk podcasts, also available here on the Pod Tower YouTube channel. That's, that's all I say. Valuable information. Are you ready for Time Out of Joint Clock King Part 2? Yeah, man, this could be my number one episode. I think so. And then we'll only have ten episodes left of Batman before we start Superman. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> you texted me the other day. I was actually, like, really happy to read. You said, like, I really don't want Batman to end, but I'm really happy or, like, excited for what Superman holds or something. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you don't want Batman to end. You do like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I am. It'll be interesting to see something different, but I'm also yeah. like, I don't know. I like, I've liked, I've always liked Batman more than Superman. Sure. So like, we'll see. I, I am definitely interested to see, like, there's not many people that could be, I don't like Batman, Batman's stupid. Like he's pretty yeah. worldwide liked. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm interested to see how the Superman show may or may not change your opinion on superman and and his campiness and stupidness or whatever you you mentioned yeah. like dozens of episodes ago about something about like 
thinking that Superman was very boring or whatever. So I'll, we'll see what you think. As it's yeah. <laughs> I'm, excited I'm excited too. We are excited. Otherwise, we're going to end the podcast now. Okay. Thanks for listening, listener. You okay. the best. Thanks for listening, listener. You the best. Thanks for podcasting, Thanks Jamie. For you podcasting, the best. Podcasting, Jamie. You the best. Goodbye. Damn it. <laughs>